Hello everyone, episode 11 of Making Waves and we've just seen the Matildas demolish the Olympic gold medalist four goals to nil to not only secure their spot in the round of 16 but thanks to our uh, little friends at Ireland uh, we have also secured a top spot in the group. Laz, how good was that? And you were pessimistic, Nathan. Yes, I was. You yes, I was. A sense of pessimism <laughs> when we recorded last night. And Never I, been happy to be wrong. And I told you that uh, there was cause to be optimistic, right? So, yes. How good was it? Brilliant. Sensational. Sensational, given the context and given what was on the line and the pressure that was there. And But we were, we were right. We thought that this would play into Australia's hands and how. Absolutely brilliant performance, right? Australia had to do the job. They knew what the job was in front of them, right? And that was the, the target was just to qualify to the round of 16. Didn't matter if it was first or second place. Knock over Canada and move forward, right? And if we got a favourable result in the other game, so be it. And guess what? Thanks to our Irish friends, job done. Australia wins the group for the first time ever in a Women's World Cup and based on the performance against Canada, deservedly so, because having watched, I actually watched uh, Nigeria and Ireland as well. So I had both devices going and Nigeria did not deserve to win the group based on the performance against Ireland. No, you're right. And from what I could see, it seems as though Nigeria were just being super cautious and they were worried about the scenario where they lose and go out of the group altogether. Yep. Yeah, which, you're right. With Australia knocking the goals past Canada, that was looking more and more unlikely. Yeah. Because with the goal difference away, it was panning out. And mm. that game was there for them to win. And what was it? 60-something minute, Oshawala comes off. Yes. And I game. think that was basically that. that's it. They're happy with the point. And I think on the balance of things, yes, Thursday night was a low moment for the group. Yep. But from match day one and match day three, so I think Australia are deserved winners of this competition. Of the competition, that'd be nice to say. I think Australia are deserved winners <laughs> of the group. And they go through and potentially, depending on how tomorrow night goes, playing against England, wouldn't that be something? Well, yeah. Well, that will be something in Sydney, mm. which is what we wanted, right? It's a little bonus for us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Personally, <laughs> from a purely selfish perspective, sorry the rest yeah. of Australia, but yes. And after the Matilda's last performance in Brisbane, I don't particularly want to see him back there anytime soon. No offense, Brisbane. <laughs> we love you, Brisbane. You got some great supporters. It's brilliant, you know. And Fatty, love to to Fatty as well, right? Front and center on TV as well. So yeah, not just once either. Great That's to see right. Fatty in the crowd, and, and, and that she was able to get a ticket. And she's a Brisbaneite, so yes, yep. love to all our Brisbane uh, listeners and friends. Not only did uh, Oshawala come off, Kanu came off as well at the same time. Mm, wow! And once that happened. That was, we're shutting up shop. We're happy to keep what we are going to keep and we'll see what happens from there. So that was the end of Ireland, Nigeria for mine. Right? There were chances that both sides had and that was the end of it. Right? Draw was the justified result, but let's go to the meat of the story. The Matildas, what a turnaround, what a turnaround and an incredible performance. Intensity, urgency, lifted, no comparison. This was not the same side that played on Thursday. It was not the same team. Uh, they were really up for this, and this is the kind of performance we were expecting. So they've you know, taken a couple of games to get into the World Cup, and they have now. And each game's a knockout from here on. And, um, you know, incredible performance. Catley and... Uh, oh, hang on. Catley and Carpenter going down the flanks, doing the overlap runs. That's what we've been asking for. All right, Ford on the left. Should always play on the left. Yeah, so much better tonight going right. on board. And 
yes, we get it, needs must. If sure. Fowler and Kerr are both sure. unavailable, then Ford's the next in line. But she's so much more effective on the left side. Fowler was incredible, right? I loved the way that the midfield was controlled. Yeah. I think Cooney Cross. Cooney Cross. Yes, there's some Incredible obvious contenders for best on ground, mm. but Cooney Cross is perhaps a bit of an unsung that. hero, will be you a little bit from that. tonight. Yes, Hayley Razzo will get best on ground for the two mm. goals, as well as Mary Fowler. But yes, for my Cooney Cross, if you're doing a 3 to one like some other um, adjudication styles, uh, she'd definitely be getting a point. Cooney Cross would be getting either two or three from me. Mm-hmm. She was that impressive. She made a, a, a couple of errors, but aside from that, and, and we were talking about like a loose pass, right? That was it, really. Every positional play, court, you know, dead ball delivery, passing range, the cover for Gorry, an incredible performance. Controlled, emphasis one so young and composure. That was not the same player that we saw play on Thursday. You know, I, I was really excited about it, really excited about it. Tony G got it right. His mixtape came good this time around. <laughs> Yeah, he got the lineup right. He did. I th- I think Emily Van Egmond deserved to keep a spot after scoring on Thursday. And yes, Mary Fowler being available allowed Captain Ford to go back out on the wing, which worked. And I think tactically as well, the plan was much better. And this style of game where we are looking to soak up some pressure, even though it wasn't as deep as at times we've seen in other matches, but this team is just so much better on the break. So okay. much better. There's way more danger when yep. you've got the likes of Ford and Catley and Razzo mm. and Carpenter. Mm. Mm. This is what we've been talking about on a preview too when it mm. came to this group, that yep. Australia has so much pace in the team. Yeah, And if you're looking to come up against this Matildas team, you just have to look at what Nigeria did and they completely right. nullified us in a game like this right up our alley. And Nathan, I don't know about that. Like, yeah, I agree. There is a bit of a blueprint there, but... I think the girl, the Matildas did not have, the girls did not have the same intensity that they displayed tonight against Nigeria. Two different, totally teams. Yes, two differently, you know, two totally different opponents, but two totally different teams, right? Um, whatever's happened since the Nigeria game was obviously seemed to have worked, right? As far as the preparation is concerned. Brilliant performance, a brilliant performance all around. I mean, and Arnold pulling off that save at the end, mm. right? She didn't, have, she didn't have much to. She didn't have much to do all game, but an absolutely brilliant save. So it showed you that they were up for it. There's only one thing that I'll, I would say. I think that we need to make strategic substitutions quicker. <laughs> and I yes, know that we're, we, like, we're on the same page, here, lads. We're on the same page. So and Gorry yeah, should have come off. off earlier. Sorry, Nathan. Sorry, Gorry should have come off earlier. I think. I don't know what you think. As soon as she started hobbling, she should have come off. Right. And I think Emily Van Egmond on the yellow stayed on for too long. Thank you very much. Yes, keep going. Uh, I think Caitlin Ford was looking very leggy towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice to see some fresh legs. I'm surprised she played the full game. Same, same, and same. I think really that covers the main gripes. I Just agree. on the other on the other side of things, it's a, an absolute tick in the box. A third one that Sam Kerr wasn't needed tonight, and she gets another couple of days rest, almost a week, yep. to uh, get herself ready for that round of sixteen game, which I think maybe not a week. start, but we might see. 45. Yeah. And it is a week. It is a week, which is brilliant. It's a week exactly. So it'll be next mm. Monday night. So, and you're right. Mate. It's like you've uh, read my mind. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, and look, I didn't send you a text about this during the game. Because nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, we do pull back the curtain a little bit, like we've said mm. in these episodes. So, yes, 
the starting lineup was correct. I would have liked to have seen more substitution, more substitutions and quicker. Aside from that, happy days with regards to this performance. It will be interesting to see who we come up against now, who Australia comes up against now in this round of mm. 16. So, yeah. Who do you want? Who do you want, Lars? Denmark. You want Denmark? I do. Mm. I think it suits Australia. I want England. I know you want England. Look. Not think, not just because I'm going to the game. I'm not th- that. That's not my thinking at all. That uh, Australia England would be the best game on paper if you're going to the neutral. That's not my thinking. I think we can get at England from what I've seen from the two games. They're not the best side at this tournament. I agree. They haven't been on the front foot at all. They got away with both results. Really, they get yet to be seen what happens against China. But they're gettable, and mm. the way we lined up tonight, it'll be a very similar game plan. They're gettable. I think I want Denmark from the from the possession perspective, right? I think that we would allow them to actually have possession of the ball and then we would just go and counter. But either opponent, either England, Denmark, I don't particularly want China, not that we should be scared of China, we're familiar with China, but I'd rather have a European opponent in, in the round of 16. Yeah, I think China is the toughest matchup tactically. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you from that perspective, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but it would take a lot for us to play, be playing China. Yeah, great win, though, for the Matildas. 4-0. Yeah. Way to really shake the cobwebs and, and you know, realise that, enjoy that, you know, start enjoying your football and start enjoying the World Cup that way And because the challenges are ahead. And to do that to the reigning gold medalists, Olympic gold medalists, who have, from what I understand, that's the first time, from what I've researched, and it may have maybe been mentioned on the commentary, but I was between, you know, I was having both games on uh, with commentary down, but... I understand that um, that's the first time an Olympic gold medalist holder has not gone through the round of 16 or the, you know, the lockout phase. Yeah. Yeah. They mentioned that on the commentary tonight. Yeah. Yeah. First time ever. And based on the three games now, we can say Canada absolutely did not deserve to go through. I put it, they had one good half of this tournament, which was the second half against Ireland. Correct. And it's a real surprise from what we've seen from Canada. And this team is going to look very different in four years' time. Maybe they go on a period of rejuvenation, but I think there has to be serious questions here. The substitutions from Bev Brisbane didn't work. The change mm-hmm. of formation didn't work at all. Yep. And the save at the end from Mackenzie Arnold. Only there was a couple. There was only a couple of saves she had to make. There was never really a time where you thought, "Oh, geez, the Matildas on the back forty years. They're really under the pump." At the back, for the most part, they were comfortable. Australia was very comfortable at the back tonight, and weren't complacent either. They were switched on. They were switched on. And I, I could tell that from the very get-go that the Matildas were up for it. The goal came at the right time, right? So, and look, I mean, the, the goal, and look, here's a, the statistic that I that I saw that flashed up on the screen was, I think it was in the 80th minute, five attempts on goal and five on target. <laughs> a stark difference to the Nigerian experience. Very much so. And then Mary Fowler hit the post. <laughs> so- and how, uh, look, you know, and we could. There were a couple of other goals that you know we missed out on, right? That score could have easily been six, yeah, or seven, and you wouldn't have flinched because the Australians were that good, right? Fowler hits the post. Um, you know, there was uh, an, another one where we, you know, if there was a save that um, that was pulled off, that I think it was from Fowler again, where the keeper's gone. You know, he predicted the right way. No, from Rasso, from Rasso actually. I think it was from Rasso in the first half, where if Rasso just you know, side foots it and puts it in the other corner. You know, Rasso would have had a hat trick. Yeah, and the offside as well, which I did not see in real time. 
I and that's that. a very picky offside. And it is offside. No qualms with the decision at all. No. But yeah, very picky. And that is absolutely categorically something that would have stood pre-VAR. Absolutely. And I sent you a text on that. And the reason why I sent you the text was not necessarily because of the offside. Just had a hunch that VAR were gonna, was going to check that with the follow-through from Fowler. Not that she meant it. It was, you know, I didn't think it was intentional. Obviously, it was just to follow through the foot. Where else is her foot going to go, right? But the longer the player, the Canadian player was on the ground, I think that was uh, Buchanan, if I'm not mistaken. The longer that Buchanan was on the ground, I thought, okay, well, they are actually checking to see how they can not give this a goal. <laughs> Look, it's a correct decision. It is. It is. But yep. there is nothing in it. Absolutely no. nothing in it. At one point, I thought Catley's run was offside. Initial, initial, just viewing. But when, uh, when it went back, it was a great run from Catley for the first goal, and that set the tone. That set the tone. It was a brilliant it performance did. all around. It did from really from minute one to minute ninety. It was a fantastic performance from the Matildas. Really exciting, deserving of the three points. And yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about the night in general. On yeah. this thirty first of July, down in Melbourne, twenty seven thousand yes. people there mm. on. I'd like to add the the sixth anniversary of the passing of the great Les Murray. Mm-hmm. What a night it turned out to be for Australian football. There was going to be no middle ground tonight. No, that's right. It was that's either right. elation or despair. Correct. And Correct. it's come down on the right side of the fence here because just a magical night. I did see some people say that uh, the audio mixing on the Channel 7 coverage was a little bit um, to be designed that's and you couldn't really hear the crowd. Mm. But uh can report on the Optus feed it was... Fantastic. You could hear it. You could see the emotion, the energy, and the Optus. vibrancy in the stands. It was absolutely fantastic. Optus are not sponsors. Optus Sport are not sponsors. We'd love them <laughs> I, to didn't, be sponsors. I didn't give them their full title. <laughs> Optus Sport are not sponsors. We'd love them to be sponsors. However, I, I have not watched, to be fair, I've not watched Channel 7's coverage at all during this FIFA Women's World Cup. I would much rather watch Optus Sport's coverage. And Did you get a letter after the last episode? No, I didn't. Why? About your comments regarding the Logies? No, I haven't. Why? <laughs> Should I have? <laughs> it was deserved. But um, <laughs> I don't take them back. I don't take those comments back. But <laughs> the fact is, right, that yeah, you, the uh, the coverage is so much better on, on Optus because you're getting the FIFA coverage as well, and it's, it, and it's really good. And, yeah, well, I would rather have the experience that we're having through Optus Sport than than uh, anywhere else right now. Optisport, not that they're a sponsor, but we'd like them to be. We'd like you to be. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, incredible performance, an incredible night for Australian football, incredible performance for the Matildas. Well done to the players and Tony G and the coaching staff because full credit, full credit to, you know, the campaign is really up and running now, but all that gets pushed to one side because it's effectively just knockout football. It was knockout football tonight, and it's knockout football from here on in. And how good is it that we're still going? Because the other side, the other outcome tonight, and I don't particularly want to think about it. And uh, yes, so hats off to each and every one of the players that took the field tonight. Hats off to every single member of the coaching staff, because if they cop it when we lose, then they should get their flowers when we win. Correct. And yes, on to the round of 16 now. And it'll be a packed house out at Stadium Australia. Against whoever it is, it'll be another 75,000 there. And, and hopefully another big night for Australian football. And God knows what time we're going to record next week. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 8.30 kickoff. Because we're both out there. <laughs> we're both out there. 
but um, a thirty kickoff potentially to penalties, and yeah. uh, that would be an eleven thirty finish. <laughs> taking the daughter with me as well, so yeah, it's there's it's, going to be plenty of sickies on uh, Tuesday. I think going around late, the country. Mate. Well, listen, this is the campaign to get Australia another public holiday, right? So yep. everyone should get behind the Matildas for that purpose. Someone should be cracking out the uh, the famous words from a past politician. Well, no, hang on. We, but apparently the deal <laughs> is that Australia's got to win it in order to get yes. the public holiday. So, yes. Tillies, all our love, just get us another public holiday. No pressure. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, having said that, incredible night of football because we've already covered off what's happening in Group B. Australia and Nigeria are through, respectively. So Group A, if you're not aware, Switzerland and Norway have gone through. Group B, Australia and Nigeria and Group C, Nathan. Group C. Oh, hey, my lord! What on earth has gone on here? And I did message you and say, "WTF is going <laughs> on? What was going on?" Because just complete shock. It's not something that either of us saw coming. No, I would have thought that it may have gone the other way, but not even to that extent. But what mm. you saw there between Spain and Japan was an absolute clinic of clinical finishing because it's yeah. Japan were brilliant and two of the goals were absolute bangers. Yeah, they were. And if you're drawing up a, a, a non-specific blueprint on how you would come up tactically against a Spain team, be it men's, be it women's, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing, effectively. What Japan executed this afternoon was to the letter perfect. That was insane. So Soaking up absolutely everything. 5-4-1 and then just on the break, fast, in behind, and they were so lethal. They were so clinical. Every chance in that first... They had three chances and they scored three goals in that yep. first half. Yep, and yeah, that's right. And that fourth goal was an absolute beauty. Mm. That's a good contender for goal of the tournament as well. It's a, it's becoming a bit of a hot field for that. <laughs> that's incredible. Look, I think that's a re- I think that will be the result of match day three across all groups. Look, unless there's an upset, a huge mm. upset, right? I consider that an upset because I did not see that happening. Oh, I thought it would be yeah. a lot closer. Yeah, so and you're right, unless I don't know, England are going out or Brazil go mm. out. Yeah. That's or, what it would take. Or Germany go out. Or or a USA. Yeah. That's what it will take because that sort of demolition job, and that's what it was, is is really something that we're going to be seeing the effects of for some time. I think because moving forward for Spain, there has to be a change of game plan on their front. I don't know if you go to the complete other end of the spectrum and throw the baby out with the bathwater type approach, but really, so many question marks over this team now. It's making me reconsider my semi-final mm. brackets because I had Spain going. Actually, I had Spain going through to the final. They did. Based on that performance, I'm I'm not prepared to back that at all. I would just take out Spain and put in Japan because that's what's happened now, really, because Japan have won that group, right? And I think Japan will account for Norway. I think Spain will still get up against Switzerland. Yeah. Right? That that, that explains this afternoon, Laz. Spain just wanted an easy round of 16 opponents. <laughs> <laughs> Switzerland aren't easy. No, they're not. Right? And up until today... Spain, Switzerland, and there was one more. I can't remember off the top of my head. We're the only ones that have kept a clean sheet. Mm, yeah. You know, um, but Switzerland have played three games and kept a clean sheet for all three. So their defense is quite resolute. Spain, on the other hand, come up with first quality opponent and, wow, got found out big time, big time. That was the so impressive. Are, 
questions are posed straight away. The uh, the handful of players that aren't here, that's the first thing you jump to with this Spain team when they have such a, a shocking result like that. And the performance to go with it, they were terrible today, Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ineffective, inefficient, and just could not cope with the speed of and the potency of Japan's attacks, really. That was just an amazing game of football. And if you haven't seen it for whatever reason, please watch it because it's just, I can't recommend it highly enough. It was just incredible. I mean, the last three days of football have just been absolutely mind-boggling. It's just been gobsmacking. I can't think of any other superlatives because it's just been (laughs) fascinating, fascinating to watch, just incredible. And it's been enjoyable, enjoyable. Yeah, Yeah. it's been a brilliant watch. So many games at this tournament have been really throwing up a a surprise result or a fantastic performance. The quality has been so good across this tournament. The big teams, when they've been on song, the teams on debut have really handled themselves well. Mm. None of them have been embarrassed at this stage where really I think there was one or two where we thought there would have been. So hats off to every single player at this tournament. Mm. And Mm. long may continue because we have tomorrow, Laz, four more games. Hang on one second. Mm. Hang on. There's one thing that we need to mention. A debutante did win their first game. Yes. This evening, right? Yes, indeed. And look, I feel sorry for Costa Rica because they've been battered in this group. But a 3-1 win to Zambia and the first goal is an absolute peach, Nathan. Volley off the corner. Thank you oh. very much. <laughs> oh, it's so satisfying, a goal like that. Oh, when you see it, it's just a joy. It's the joy of football, that is, really. You see a volley off the corner, you know, take a bow, really. Take a bow. Well executed. But, um, yes, so, yeah, Group C, Japan finished first, Spain second, Zambia third, Costa Rica fourth. And you want to go on to tomorrow, and I don't blame you, my friend. Take it away. Oof. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. What a set of fixtures we've got lined up here. Group E, USA, Portugal, and the <laughs> Netherlands against Vietnam. Eh? It's a bit of a goal different shootout here in this group. This one, yes. But can Portugal be a stick in the mud here? Fingers crossed. <laughs> 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 and Portugal be stick in the mud. They can be, they really. Can. I don't know if they have enough in them to knock the US out. No. But they could. They definitely have enough in the tank to knock them off top spot. Mm, yeah, which would make it fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And I might have my mapping wrong, but yes. if it is indeed the US that finishes second in this group, yes, and assuming Sweden they still win their knockout games, mm. it would then be, again, Spain and the US in the semifinal. Yes, it would be. Maybe Spain have uh, pulled a, a Galaxy Brain movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, yeah, yeah, it can still be Spain and the USA in the semi final. Just the venue would change as per <laughs> you know, as compared to what I had it. But yeah, fascinating, fascinating. Do you see it happening, Les? Mm, or who knows? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know what to make of where Spain is at right now after that performance. They've been found wanting now. They have. Yeah. And what about Portugal tomorrow? Can they throw a cat amongst the pigeons? Let's talk about tomorrow. Let's talk about tomorrow. Okay. Netherlands will take care of Vietnam. Happy to say that. As am I. <laughs> okay. I've got a sneaky feeling about tomorrow with regards to the USA. Not that Portugal will win, but I think Portugal will take a point off the USA, Ooh. which will which will mean that and if I think my, if my calculations are correct, I think Netherlands will go through in first and the USA second. By yeah, because they're level on points now. 
Yep. So, yep. So by that reckoning, I think the USA will end up playing against Sweden in the knockout game, which will be down in Melbourne, which would be absolutely crazy. Yeah. You know, that, that's an enormous game in prospect. And that would mean that the Netherlands would be in Sydney. And then I against fancy a Net- perhaps South Africa, maybe perhaps, perhaps South Africa, perhaps Italy. I fancy the Netherlands if uh, they are playing Sydney because you all of a sudden you'll see orange everywhere. That you will. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. But yeah, so but that'll be uh, that'll be a fascinating uh, outcome should that happen. But um, yeah, I, I think I, I think obviously the Netherlands or the you know USA. It's just a question of which way they they're going to finish and what role Portugal can play as a nuisance factor. Because this USA side is gettable, I think as well. They are. Yeah. They absolutely are. Yeah, they're there for the when, taking. When Rose Lavelle's not on the pitch, they're a different team. Mm. If she comes back to full fitness, though, that then that yeah outlook changes very much. So then it does sort of become a, a goal difference shootout. And uh, for those keeping track, the US are currently two goal difference points ahead of the Dutch. So if they both win tomorrow, then the Dutch have to win by three, three. more than the yeah. US do. Yeah, yeah. Hey, against Vietnam, maybe who knows? Uh, they can have a little bit of a collapse, but so far they've been all right on that front. Yeah, they've kept things as tight as they can. Yeah, no, indeed, indeed. Um, so, yeah, we'll just wait with bated breath. And I think that's both games are on at 5 p.m. Australian time, uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, That they are, that they are. Very and much looking t- forward to it. And, yes, 9 o'clock tomorrow night, Sydney oh, time. Looking forward to this. China against England From and Adelaide. Denmark against Haiti. Yeah, so the Western Seaboard or, you know, Adelaide and Perth will provide these games to us tomorrow night. Wow, wow. Th- these will be something. Especially and we can see China game. potentially uh, England going home. <laughs> it can happen. It can Ooh. happen. It's not likely, but it can happen. Yeah, so China would have to knock over England and then Denmark would have to knock over Haiti, if I'm not mistaken, and that would be it. Yeah, it'd be as simple as that. Yeah, it could happen, Nathan. I'm not going to call it. I'm Neither going, am I. I'm not going to call it, <laughs> but you never know. It'll be, a, it'll be a battle. I think the Chinese will be up for it. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and no cure Walsh for mm. England tomorrow night they've already ruled her out it's thankfully not a big injury she will be back later on provided england have a game to play later on in this tournament correct but um it's interesting to see how this england team are going to shape up because as we said earlier i don't think they've been that good so far this tournament two one nil wins and i I reckon they got away with both of them all right well nathan who do how do you see this playing out how do you see this group finishing group d i'm still putting england top Mm -hmm. same I don't, I don't think they'll blow China away, but they'll get what they need, Agreed. be it a narrow win or even a point. We'll see them finish top. And yes, Denmark will beat Haiti. So yeah. it'll be, for mine, as we predicted, England ahead of Denmark and the Matildas against the Danes and the Nigerians against the English. Agree with you there, Nathan. Agree with you there. So then we've got Wednesday because obviously we'll be back uh, with a new episode. I think we'll be recording again Thursday night, if I'm not mistaken, Nathan, at the end of the... Mm-hmm. Group phase? Thursday night, yes. Yes, <laughs> Thursday night. So Wednesday, Sydney time, 5 p.m., Argentina versus Sweden, and South Africa versus Italy. Yeah, this is really tight, this. Especially that South Africa versus Italy. Mm, can the South Africans do it? They can, they can. I don't know if they will, but they can. Yeah. I mean, how did Italy bounce back after being killed by Sweden on Monday yeah. too? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that would be more of the more of a bigger factor to what happens in this game rather than what South Africa does because they're going to be up for it. They're going to go out on the front foot mm. and uh, try and win the game, which they mm. need to. Mm. It's just a case of how resolute Italy are going to be, yeah. knowing that a point 
depending on the result of the other game, would be enough. Well, would Ar- Argentina would have to beat Sweden. I don't see that happening. No, no. Maybe Sweden take their foot off the gas. Maybe. Or change it up. Play players yeah, change, or, played. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, because it would be an absolute miracle if they don't top this group, Sweden. Yeah. There'd be a massive goal difference swing, which I don't see happening. Look, I think we both had um, Sweden and Italy going through. Yes, I'm, we did. I'm going to go Sweden and Italy still, but not with great conviction with regard to Italy. Now that we're here, I want to put the South Africans through. I get it. I want to put them through. Yeah, look, they deserve to be... Well, okay, let me put it this way. Quite rightly, I think South Africa, if they do make it, they deserve to be there because solid performance under very difficult conditions against Sweden. And, you know, they were in control by and large in that game against Argentina, but they let that 2-0 lead slip, which you could put down to just being in, in, in a World Cup tournament. So we'll see how that plays out. Even if South Africa held on to the three points against Argentina, they still would have had to go into this game against Italy knowing that they needed a result. Yeah. So it was always going to be a high-pressure game on match day three here. Yes. As we're going to find out. Yep, agree. Agree. Agree with you there, Nathan. So then we move across to... Just bring that up. Yep. Okay. Then we move across to Group F on Wednesday night. Nathan, Jamaica versus Brazil out of Melbourne and Panama versus France out of Sydney. Wow. Wow, That's indeed. All I can say. That's all I can say. I'll be wow. at this France-Panama game. I might be joining you. But I tell you what, I think I would rather be in Melbourne for Jamaica-Brazil because the way it sits, it looks like this France-Panama game is a little bit of a dead rubber. Correct. Not quite. Not quite as much, but slightly. I think mm. we're expecting France to uh, take over three points and qualify first out of the group fairly comfortably, which after match day one would have been a little bit of a surprise. Yes, agree. But... Down in Melbourne, Jamaica, Brazil, off After Brazil put in that performance against Panama, uh-huh. what a story it would be if they go home. And the performance that Jamaica put in against France mm. and basically you know, took care of Panama without Bunny Shaw. Jamaica back at full strength against Brazil. Oh, I've got a funny feeling about this one as well, Nathan. Oh, are you picking the, the Brazilians to, taking, to be taking an early flight? I am. Wow. <laughs> I am. I must say, I don't have the same feeling. All that's needed is a point for Jamaica. That it is. And as we saw against France, if Brazil don't have the space to play their beautiful samba football or football, mm-hmm. <laughs> then... Uh, Joga uh, Bonito. Yeah. Uh, it can get a little bit uh, of a tough watch for them. And frustration can kick in pretty early. So It can get a bit touchy. Yes. The, uh, the game plan is there for Jamaica, and Lorne Donaldson was over the moon about the point against France, saying it was the biggest result in Jamaican football ever, follow up with the three points against Panama. Imagine they actually get out of the group. He'd be beside himself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And rightly so. And, yeah, I I just have a funny feeling that this will be one of the surprises of the tournament, and based on, which is crazy, right, because based on the first performance, first match day performance of Brazil against Panama, you thought, Brazil are just going through a couple of gears here and they've turned it on and it was fantastic. But I just have a funny feeling about this one. All it takes is for Jamaica to have a draw against Brazil and Brazil are on the next plane home. And then it might end up being Colombia against Jamaica down in Melbourne in the round of 16. Mm, yep, possibly. And that will be a fun game if it is to go in that manner. Look, for the tournament, I think we want Colombia versus Brazil, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offence to our Jamaican friends, right? 
or to our French friends, or to our Brazilian friends, right? But or our German friends for that matter, or our German friends for that matter. But uh, yeah, either way, it's going to be a fascinating game. It's going to be a fascinating game, and I can't actually. I'll, if I do happen to go to Panama versus France, I will, will be watching you know, Jamaica versus Brazil on my phone. I can see. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe if France can go, say, a, a couple goals up at halftime, they can just wheel the deck chairs out and just put on the big screen for the second half. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so Thursday, to wrap up the match day three of uh, the group phase, Morocco versus Colombia at 8 p.m., out of Perth, and at the same time, South Korea versus Germany out of Brisbane. Oh, dear. Look, Colombia and Germany going through. I mean, Germany Germany needing a result and a performance against South Korea to go into the knockouts. Where have I seen this film before? (laughs) That's true. That is true. (laughs) However. Referencing 2018, the Men's World Cup. Yes. However, uh, I, yeah, I haven't seen enough from Korea to warrant any concern about Germany being defeated in this in you know uh, in this in this game I think Germany go through in second place Colombia go through in first place in this group and that will be that and we'll come back on Thursday evening to uh, record about the rest of match day three post uh, tonight's Matilda's success to preview the round of 16 which kicks off on Sunday the 6th of August yes. It'll be fascinating to see who comes out. I agree with you, Laz. I do think it will be Colombia ahead of Germany out of Group F and setting up France against Germany in Adelaide. Oh, what a <laughs> Incredible. Game. What a These two game. teams are not meant to be meeting this early. Well, they will be. They will be. It and looks like got, it. And, and mm. we have Colombia to thank for that. And like you said, conversely, you could have Colombia versus Brazil. Yeah. Or Colombia versus oh. Jamaica. Mm. Let's say it's Colombia versus Brazil, which is the comparable final replay in the round of 16 ooh, ooh, ooh. this tournament this tournament is just throwing up surprises every day in, in i look forward to another, a couple more yep. yeah in, in one way or another it's just throwing up surprises we you, you and we did say it would be you know there would be surprises but i did not expect surprises of this nature but to be to be honest and we love every moment of it laz great to chat with you once more Always a pleasure, Nathan, especially under the circumstances, the pleasant circumstances of this evening. It was just an absolute joy to watch the Matilda side put Canada to the sword. It was emphatic. So, no, very enjoyable. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Enjoy the rest of the group phase football. Thanks again, Nathan, for all your work with our pod. And enjoy the football, guys. How good is this World Cup? <laughs> 